0: KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.
1: This is part of Entry.
2: If you were to walk down a certain street in downtown Tijuana and close your eyes and take a big whiff, you might just think you're in the Caribbean.
1: On Calle Segunda, right in front of the Mercado de Artesanías, is a Haitian restaurant called La Badie. The owner of this restaurant is Elena Cadet.
3: Elena
2: and her husband went through a very long and perilous journey from Haiti to Brazil to Mexico, passing through nearly a dozen countries in search of a better life, until they finally arrived in Tijuana in 2016.
1: The first three days, they had to sleep outside under the rain until they can access to a migrant shelter. At the shelter, Elena and her husband were surrounded mostly by Haitians whose plan was to seek asylum in the U.S., But Elena and her husband had a different idea.
3: They
1: decided that instead they would stay and try to build a life in Tijuana.
3: Yo y Felmela, yo pasa como siete años, casi ocho, trabajo en Haiti. Though
2: Elena is trained as a nurse and worked around eight years at hospitals in Haiti, she can't work in Mexico because her Spanish is not fluent enough. So she first started working as a waitress at a Mexican restaurant where she said she learned to cook Mexican food. Her husband's first job was in a maquiladora and selling things in the borderline. They wanted to start their own business. So they looked around Tijuana for a place, but they didn't find anything. Until.
3: She
1: told us she had a dream, a dream where she saw the exact place the restaurant is located now. She says the way she saw her restaurant in the dream is the exact way it looks right now.
2: And this is why she refers to her restaurant as El Restaurante de Dios. God's Restaurant. From KPBS and PRX, this is Port of Entry.
1: Where we tell cross-border stories that connect us.
2: I'm Alan Lilienthal.
1: And I'm Natalie González. This is Port of Entry. We will be back after a short
0: break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling. Helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at TrustYourHomeToUs.com
2: From KPBS, you are listening to Port of Entry. Elena's restaurant opened for the first time on December 14th of 2021.
1: That's right. Right in the middle of the pandemic.
2: She's part of a sizable population of Haitian immigrants who have settled in the border city in the last decade. In January 2010, an earthquake of 7.3 on the Richter scale hit Haiti, devastating a country that was already facing an economic and political crisis.
0: The Caribbean island nation of Haiti has been rocked by its biggest earthquake in more than 200 years. These people were the lucky
1: ones. They got on the last flight to Miami out of Haiti just after the earthquake hit.
4: Casi dos millones y medio de personas perdieron sus hogares en un país cuya población apenas supera los 10 millones de habitantes.
0: This morning, I want to extend to the people of Haiti the deep condolences and unwavering support of the American people following yesterday's terrible earthquake.
2: The nation was left in chaos and disarray, and many people had no means to provide for their families.
1: The Haitian exodus began. By the tens of thousands, Haitians left their homes to look for work in other countries. Countries like Brazil, who needed the extra labor to get ready for the 2014 World Cup. Brazil relaxed their visa requirements and, for a time, welcomed them. Haitians left their country and went there with the hope that, eventually, things would improve back in Haiti and, one day, they could go back home to pick up where they left off.
2: Unfortunately, that time never came, and Brazil's need for workers eventually subsided. Faced with uncertainty about their future, in the middle of the last decade, many Haitian migrants set their sights on the U.S.
1: In hope that their situation might improve.
2: In 2016, the first wave of these Haitian migrants made its way to border cities like Tijuana, where they sought asylum in the United States. And since then, more and more Haitians have arrived in Mexico, and especially Tijuana.
4: Relatives. Thousands of Haitians are waiting to get into the U.S. And thousands more are on their way through Latin America.
1: The surge of Haitians started in May. U.S. customs officials couldn't process them fast enough, and a backlog formed in Tijuana.
2: The Mexican Commission of Refugee Assistance, Comar in Spanish, reported in December of last year that over the past three years, more than 70,000 Haitian refugees have requested asylum in Mexico. But the majority of these refugees were actually trying their luck to make it to the U.S.
1: But there are so many obstacles in the way for Haitians who are applying for asylum in the U.S., very, very few have been granted asylum here. And over the years, as the majority of Haitians were denied, thousands have settled in Mexico, especially in border cities such as Tijuana.
2: Adding some Caribbean threats to the multicolored fabric that is the vibrant, breathing, ever-changing city of Tijuana.
1: Or, in Elena's case, a new flavor profile.
3: la vida, la vida She says
2: that life is like a house, you start building it little by little, and you keep climbing higher slowly but surely. And this is how she sees her restaurant. They received loans from friends to be able to open the restaurant poquito a poquito.
1: And even though it has been difficult, Elena and her husband are happy to own their business.
2: Elena said she asked God for a business so she could help people by giving them food or work. She likes to give work to other Haitians stranded in Tijuana. She used to have up to eight workers, but some of them have now left for other cities or countries. Now, though, her delicious food
1: and hard work has made her popular around downtown, and she has many Mexican customers who love to eat there as well. La comida está muy rica, Comí pollo frito, arroz con frijoles. We spoke with one of her customers and she told us she ate some delicious fried chicken and that she could taste the love in Lenus cooking.
4: And
1: we can attest to what this paisana said because
2: we ate there too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah,
2: this thing is so good.
1: Elena's cooking is Caribbean soul food. Mm. It made me feel at home, like if I was at my grandma's for a birthday. The main dishes were a succulent dance between spicy, acid, and rich flavors. Like Mexican cuisine, Haitian food revolves around beans, rice, and a protein. rico. <laughs> Be it chicken, fish, or pork. But instead of tortillas, they use plantains as their main source of starch. And we had her famous fried chicken, accompanied by this rich and spicy mash of steamed vegetables.
2: Was it called legume? Legume? Algo así.
1: And a simple salad to keep the guilt of a heavy meal at bay.
2: I felt zero guilt. I just felt very euphoric eating this delicious meal. (laughs) So many colors and little dishes that you could mix. It was almost like the Caribbean version of Indian food, where you have so many options to mix and play with and... It was just delicious. Delicious. As far as living in Tijuana, Elena says Mexico is like every other country. There are good people and not so good people. She said that, of course, she would like to be able to have a visa to at least have the option to cross into the States, but she feels safe and stable living on the Mexican side of the border. However...
1: Elena's eyes suddenly veer away as we ask if she has children.
2: She says her head hurts because being far away from her children is painful.
1: She has not seen her children in six years.
2: Elena and her husband have three children that are now 12, 14, and 16 years old. They're back in Haiti.
1: She talks with them on the phone every day. They are doing everything they can to bring their children to Tijuana, but are facing numerous challenges. When we asked her what the challenges were, they kept changing the subject. They didn't want to talk about it.
2: Their children all live with Elena's parents and her sister. As of now, Elena and her husband send money back home so they can attend school.
0: This is Port of Entry. We will be back after a short break. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling. Helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at TrustYourHomeToUs.com
1: From KPBS, you are listening to Port of Entry.
2: Like Elena, many Haitian migrants that find themselves in Tijuana are also trying to get their children out of Haiti and reunite with them
4: here. This is
1: Pitián. She has now been in Tijuana for over a year after living six years in Chile. She loves Mexican food and learned to cook Mexican dishes to get a job. Pitian started working at her boyfriend's family restaurant, a couple of blocks away from Elena's restaurant. She is now the proud owner of a hair salon in Tijuana's red light district.
4: Yo tengo Es muy difícil papel en Chile. años sin papel no
2: Pizian decided to move to Mexico because, she says, in Chile, the process to bring her daughter from Haiti is very complicated.
1: The same day we met her, she told us she was very happy because she finally finished filing the Mexican immigration paperwork and was looking forward to seeing her daughter again after seven years. It is over 3,000 miles from Haiti to Tijuana. How would these women, refugees in Tijuana, actually manage to get their children here?
2: When we asked both Elena and Pizian about their own journeys from Haiti to Latin America and through Latin America all the way to Tijuana, an uncomfortable silence took over both conversations.
1: Elena would only say it was a very, very bad
3: experience. It is well
1: documented that the journey through Latin America is remarkably dangerous for migrants. They are targeted by gangs, cartels, human and drug traffickers. Women and children are especially vulnerable.
4: Es muy peligroso, muy muy peligroso. Hay ladrón, se mataron muchos de nosotros, se violaron. Hay animar muy peligroso. Acá también hay ladrón. Venía a
2: says that on her own journey, members of her cohort were robbed at gunpoint, many were raped, and some were even killed.
4: Si no quiere dar, mataron con pistola.
1: In hindsight, we felt like asking about those journeys may have made our interview with Elena much more difficult.
2: It left us wondering what could have possibly happened to Elena on her journey to Tijuana that triggered such a total aversion to even talking about it.
3: Whenever
1: we talked to Elena about her children, her demeanor changes. Elena says every child needs the affection of their parents in order to be happy. Holding her arms close to her body, her eyes turn glassy with tears. She glances at her partner with a house smile, like she's smiling in pain.
3: Cómo se dice más feliz,
2: más
3: feliz. Uno se llama Ovidensky, uno se llama J Nelson, la otro se llama Keson. Sí.
2: Since the wave of Haitian migration to Mexico began in 2016, every year thousands more arrive looking for a better life. Many of them have decided to make Tijuana their new home.
1: Like Elena and Pizian, some see Tijuana as a place where they can hopefully reunite with their children. Others remain waiting for a visa to cross into the United States. And many others are still trying to figure out what to do.
2: In the meantime, a plate of Haitian food is always ready at the table.
1: This episode of Port of Entry was written and produced by Julio Cesar Ortiz and Natalie Gonzalez.
2: Luca Vega is technical producer and sound designer.
1: Adrián Villalobos is media production specialist.
2: Alisa Barba is our editor.
1: Lisa Morissette is director of audio programming and operations. And John Tucker is senior director of content development.
2: This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.
1: This project was also made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Visit callhum.org.
2: Soy Alan Lilieta. Y
1: yo soy Natalie González. Nos vemos vemos pronto.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at TrustYourHomeToUs.com.